0: I always kind of joke and say that like, the pho restaurants that you can tell are good ones are the ones that like, don't care about their appearance. It's like kind of grimy. There's always like these weird green chairs for some reason, like I don't really know. If you don't feel clean, then you'll get a good bowl of pho.
1: Welcome to another episode of Home Plates. I'm Dee Madigan, your host, and today we are talking all about Vietnamese food. Be sure not to miss any new episode by subscribing to us on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, or Stitcher. You can also find us here right on the SoundBite Network. This season of Home Plates, we're diving into how food relates to identity, how people choose or choose not to identify with their food culture. May 1 joins me here in the studio, and we talk all about Mi, pho, and fish sauce. Stay tuned. This is another episode of Home Plates. Don't forget to subscribe to Home Plates on Google Play, iTunes, TuneIn, and Stitcher. New episodes are out every Wednesday. Welcome to another episode of Home Plates. Here with me today is May Wen, and she is gonna to talk to us all about Vietnamese food. May, do you wanna introduce yourself?
0: So my name's May, um, I'm a junior at UW studying biology.
1: So, May, you were telling me that both of your parents are from Vietnam? By boat, and
0: they fled to Hong Kong, where they stayed in a refugee camp for, like, a little under two years, and then they both kind of slowly made their way to the states through, like, sponsors and
1: refugee programs. So they grew up as neighbors, and did they know each other then?
0: Yeah, so they actually have a really cool story. They grew up as neighbors and, like, family friends, kind of, and then... My dad had tried to escape the country twice before, but he got caught both times. On the third time, he like kind of figured it out. I guess he doesn't really talk about the details that much, but he like had an inn and he like thought that this would for sure be the right time to do it. So he recruited my mom and some of her siblings and they all left on the same boat together for the third time.
1: Wow. I always find those like <laughs> stories pretty like amazing. Yeah. You know?
0: Sorry. I don't mean to make it heavy or anything. But... No,
1: it's totally chill, but it is a important like piece of history, I guess, to know yeah, about. It's kind of crazy to think about sometimes. I mean, and I think that leads us to like as a good segue into Vietnamese food because I don't know if you've walked up and down the Ave, there's lots of fall places or you yeah, walk around Seattle. Yeah, when I,
0: when I first moved to UW, I was like so surprised to see how many Vietnamese um, <laughs> restaurants there were. But I was kind of stoked because I knew I would be missing like home cooked food, and it was cool to see that I could get Vietnamese food whenever I wanted to.
1: Where in California are you from? I'm from Sacramento. Oh, so good. it's the
0: capital. Yeah.
1: Okay. I went to school down in Orange County. Oh yeah, I went to school. I, I went to Chapman. Really? Yes. Did you transfer here? I transferred here. Oh, okay. Yeah. How did you like it? Um, well, I'm back I'm back here in Seattle because I didn't <laughs> like it. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like
0: I have friends that go to Chapman and like the culture there versus here is probably like ridiculously it's different. It's very
1: different. Yeah. But the one thing that did surprise me and what I learned is like in Irvine and like that, you know, those cities there, there's like a huge Asian population. Yeah. There's a especially big Vietnamese population. For sure, yeah. And I like where I, like where Chapman is, it's like very white and uh-huh. then there's like you Go across the train tracks and there's the latino community yeah but once you go a little bit more outside you can find so many pho places and stuff yeah pho places really
0: boba places yeah
1: <laughs> okay so i think that if we're talking about vietnamese food We gotta talk about pho. Yeah, that's
0: like the classic. Everybody thinks about pho when they think about Vietnamese food, which is really cool. It's like my number one comfort food, probably. I love pho of any kind. So what's the best
1: place then on the Ave to get pho, in your opinion?
0: Honestly, to me, all restaurant pho kind of tastes really similar. Can't really compare it to home-cooked pho. My grandpa, actually in Vietnam, before they all moved to the States, he owned like a gas station slash pho restaurant so we have like a family recipe that's been used in our house for so long so whenever I go out to pho it kind of just doesn't really compare (laughs) it's not as good yeah but I mean when I go out with my friends I always go to like pho tan brothers or there's a place next door called like pho tran or something like that I don't know they all kind of have similar names that's really cool I always kind of joke and say that like the pho restaurants that you can tell are good ones are the ones that, like, don't care about their appearance. It's, like, kind of grimy. There's always, like, these weird green chairs for some reason. Like, I don't really know. It's, like, if you don't feel clean, then you'll get a good bowl of pho, if that makes
1: sense. <laughs> I feel like that's, uh, that's true for, like, a lot of African yeah, sure. restaurants. It's, like, you know, just doing it the way they always it's did. It's so you know? funny, like, the wait staff just, like, doesn't care. They kind of just—it's like so funny, yeah. yeah. Like in like in you know, American culture, is like you know the servers have to like put on a show for yeah, you, basically, for sure, for sure. And they're just like you know what do you want? Okay, great. <laughs> it's Comes just out. like
0: one and done. They're on a mission.
1: Yeah, I decided to do some research about fub because I wanted <laughs> to learn more. Cool, cool. And my source is I think the website I went to is phuhisgreat.com is great.com. <laughs> something solid, like that. Solid, So you can like tell it. my research is uh, pretty legit.
0: Yeah,
1: 100%. But I was reading, which I didn't really realize, that there are kind of like two different kinds of phuh, like the fa from the north and the fa from the south. Do you Can you speak on that at all? Or? I honestly
0: probably wouldn't be the best person <laughs> to speak about that. Honestly, I know I'm sorry. That's probably not the answer you want. No, but... it's okay, totally okay. I don't really know what the difference is. I know like it's probably something with the broth and like the spices that they put in the broth, but I don't really I couldn't really say what the difference between north and south is. I'm sorry.
1: It's okay. Well, for my listeners out there, I'll relay what I read. Yeah, last, you can teach like, me about Yesterday this. on this website, I don't know how much merit it has, <laughs> but I do feel like the information kind of added up to me. So this website said that there are two versions of pho. Uh, One's pho back. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that's right, pronunciation, and that's from the north, and then there's pho nam, which is from the south. Now, pho, this website said, was, uh, is like a northern dish, and, uh, it came from the French, basically, because the French ate a lot more beef, because, like, you know, like, usually in all cultures, like, beef is more expensive, Mm -hmm. but the French ate a lot more beef, and they would discard parts of the cow they didn't use, and so the Vietnamese locals, being resourceful, would take those scraps, use it in Broth and soup to make pho basically. And the distinguishing factor this website says between the northern pho and the southern pho is that the northern is very like plain. It's like noodles, it's only beef, like you know, there's not chicken or other kinds of meats in it. There's no like herbs or whatever. It's just like mm-hmm. simple broth, noodles. It's much more simple, right? And then, which I thought was interesting, they said pho in the south became a thing more when northerners were moved from the north after the communists took over to the south and they brought pho with them yeah and when they brought pho with them because the south has a lot more there the food there is a lot more like flavorful and they can grow more stuff there mm-hmm. that's when they added like you know how when you get pho you get like bean sprouts and yeah like, I guess that kind of makes sense because my
0: parents from the south and uh-huh. whenever we make it at home we have like the whole shebang it's like cilantro green onion yeah. bean sprouts like a ton of spices and things like that we do chicken and beef and there's like a meatball version too mm-hmm. so yeah that makes sense well i learned <laughs> something new today that's cool yeah <laughs>
1: I'll have to maybe fact check that and then answer <laughs> Like this was actually totally false. No, and I'm i love sure. I'm is sure. like. Oh, it's <laughs> .com
0: is like. It's a reliable Legit source. source. Yeah, like,
1: is like. It's just like such a solid comfort food. For which sure, is why I love it's it. like a
0: really good college. Hangover food. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> like you can get a bowl for like six dollars or something crazy like that. So yeah,
1: shout out to my roommate who I know when she's hungover is because she's like, I'm going to fall. Like, <laughs>
0: yeah, I always, yeah. I always get my roommates to go with me too. Yeah,
1: there's nothing like a bowl of noodles mm-hmm. or something like you can that. Can
0: see the steam coming out oh, of it. Oh, it's so good.
1: <laughs> okay, well, what other dishes do you like to eat? What did you grow up eating?
0: So I feel like yeah, you were spot on with like pho being the number one like token Vietnamese food, but for me, like I know when me and my sister think of Vietnamese food, there's like this dish of vermicelli noodles that you can get at like uh, most Vietnamese restaurants too. It's called like bun thit nuong, which translates to just like noodle and like barbecued meat basically. And it's really good. It's just like thin vermicelli noodles mixed in with a fish sauce and then some lettuce, cucumbers, cold veggies, pickled veggies, and then like whatever type of meat or vegetable you want on top of it. It's like probably my favorite Vietnamese dish that I would order at a restaurant.
1: I've had vermicelli noodle bowls before and they're like (laughs) so good. I also really love like the meat, like Mm -hmm. the way it's marinated. Yeah, it's so good.
0: I don't, I could never make it the same way. It's such a different
1: flavor that it's just like, and I love it so much. It's so good. It's
0: like, I feel like if it's a summer day and you want Vietnamese food that's what I would go for because it's like a lot more refreshing than a bowl of pho
1: yeah it's like kind of unbelievable because I love like how they serve it with cucumbers and a little salad Mm -hmm. and it's like the cucumbers are just like such a good vegetable to have that's like yeah they're sliced like like, fresh
0: nice and thinly I don't know it's just super refreshing to me and they're honestly kind of similar to like the spring rolls that a lot of people think of for Vietnamese food just not wrapped up in a roll. It's just like the burrito bowl version of spring rolls I guess I would say.
1: <laughs> okay I want to back up a little bit because sure. you mentioned fish sauce. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is definitely an Asian thing for where it's sure. like people are like fish sauce like what's that? Yeah
0: it sounds so gross too like the name does not give it any justice. But it's so good. It's like such a staple in Vietnamese food. I would say it's like equivalent to ketchup in American food but it's probably probably even more widely used than that. I think I remember like when I first came to college and I was eating at like local point all the time. (laughs) I was like, I really just need something with fish sauce in it because it's such a staple in every dish.
1: Can you describe the flavor?
0: It's very salty and if you just buy a jar of fish sauce from the market it's very concentrated so I think that when you cook with fish sauce you always have to dilute it with water and lemon juice and things like that but it kind of has a fish flavor I just I guess I would describe it as like soy sauce like but kind of with a fishy flavor I don't know it sounds so gross but it's, it's like, like, such a staple.
1: It's very good. I, like, remember having fish sauce for the first time when I was, like, eating Vietnamese food, and, like, I honestly didn't believe that, like, for whatever reason, I didn't really pick up on the fish taste of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I was, like... How would you describe it? I'm curious. I don't know. I feel like it's slightly sweet, too. Yeah,
0: yeah, there's a lot of sugar in there. Yeah,
1: and so, like... But it's not, like, a s- sweet chili sauce, per se. It's, like, more, like salty I guess like it's not that sweet but it is definitely you know has a hint of sweet yeah for sure
0: I don't know how to describe it I it's guess I kind just kind of hard. grew up on it so it's like its own flavor yeah, category know. for me if that makes sense
1: well I would definitely recommend that if you have not tried fish sauce definitely definitely try it
0: yeah but don't try it straight from the bottle it has oh, to be yeah. like
1: in the right I mean, yeah, you wouldn't, like, wouldn't be like, hey, you should uh, try mayo. So you just get a <laughs> exactly, tub of mayo exactly, and uh, yeah. try some of that and see how you like it. <laughs> it's kind of funny because like growing up, I have like
0: a lot of cousins and we play a lot of board games and like card games and stuff. And sometimes if we wanted to make it really interesting, we'd have the loser take a spoonful <laughs> of like straight fish sauce or like a shot of straight fish sauce or something, which sounds awesome awful and it is but (laughs) i don't know that's just like a fun memory that i have that's funny yeah it was really good motivation to not lose the game
1: (laughs) that's great (laughs) the kid-friendly version of making your friends yeah drinking
0: games
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay so here's another vietnamese dish that i really love It's like the mi sandwich yeah and you sent me an email
0: with like some of the questions and one of them was asking about the French influence. Yeah, yep. yeah, I think definitely banh mi is a good example of that because for me, like one of the best parts of banh mi is like the bread it comes in, which is a French <laughs> baguette. I feel like that totally makes a sandwich. So that's like a really good way to see French influence.
1: Yeah, I. it's like the bread, the French baguette is like, it's like slightly different though. I feel like French baguette, do you think?
0: I think, I mean, maybe because the, most of the banh mi's that I have, what they do is they like will spread mayo or like a, a type of sauce that's really similar to mayo on it, and then um, put it in the oven or like throw it on I don't know like a toaster or something, and that's what creates I don't know that's what makes the bread so good to me.
1: It's these sandwiches are just so good, and they're usually really cheap too. Yeah,
0: and they've become like. A new trend, I feel like, in the states. Like I see so many people posting Instagram like food porn pictures of bunmi now, and yeah. I like had no idea it became
1: so popular. It is interesting how I feel like <laughs> white people like buy yeah. these traditional dishes and they're like whoa this is you know just like uh you know Asian taco and it's like <laughs> yeah, wow well, you cool, know though. it's like it is cool like mm-hmm. to see it spread and become popular and then like adapt to like different tastes and stuff.
0: Yeah for sure like if you ever are looking for a good banh mi someplace in the U district I don't know if you've heard of saigon deli it's just off the ab really close to oh. sizzling
1: crunch okay yeah
0: it's like my favorite place to get banh mi if i'm craving it
1: okay they put like
0: a sunny side up egg on top for like an extra dollar or something like that and it makes it so yummy <laughs> like a really good hungover food too
1: <laughs> i'll have to check that out for because sure. i like i remember seeing it but it's kind of tucked away
0: It's like what I was talking about before, like, if you walk inside, they don't really care about, like, how it looks, (laughs) like, the aesthetics or anything, but the food comes out, and it's, I don't even care, it's just so
1: good. Okay, so I read, uh, along with my research uh, that I did to prepare for today's episode, Mm -hmm. I read, I did not know this, Vietnam is the second top coffee-producing country in the world. I didn't know that either. What's the first most? Brazil. Okay. Which kind of makes sense to me, you know? But, like, I had no idea. I would have thought maybe, like, you know, another, like, Latin American country would be, like, Yeah, like Costa Rica yeah. or, like,
0: Ecuador or something like that. That's yeah. crazy. I didn't know that either. But, yeah, there's, like, a Vietnamese coffee. It's called Cà phê dà, which just translates to, like, coffee milk on ice. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so funny. But, yeah, so Vietnamese coffee, like, the traditional kind, it's, like, a really concentrated, almost like a shot. But it's, like extracted really slowly and then you just mix in condensed milk which i think is another french influence and then you put it over ice and it's the best thing ever yeah. it's like really strong coffee that's also really sweet from the condensed milk and then just like mix it with cold ice and i don't know it packs a punch but it's really <laughs> good coffee <laughs>
1: I'm not a coffee fan, otherwise I would try it because it does sound very it's good. It's really
0: good. I like work at Cafe on the Ave as a barista and I mm. like spend all my time just making coffee again and again, but if I go home and my dad just makes me a cup of coffee, it's better than like anything I could ever <laughs> make, like an espresso machine or anything.
1: Well, it's another thing to try. Yeah,
0: no, it's really good, especially on a hot day.
1: I, have you been to Ba
0: Bar before? I have. It's really nice there. I really like it. I always go with my parents because it's a little bit on the pricey yeah. side but it's really cool like the aesthetics in there are really uh-huh. nice and I know one just opened up in Uville. I've never been to that one but I've been to one like by Seattle University. It's like a really good place to traditional Vietnamese food. The one that I went to they actually had this lady from Vietnam like right <laughs> she was like right when you walk in you can see her and she's like pouring this special Vietnamese dish called banh gong it's like really thinly it's like kind of like a noodle dish I don't really know how Mm. to explain it but it was really cool she was steaming it and pouring it right there like right in front of you that was awesome I would recommend it if you wanted like a fancier Vietnamese meal
1: yeah, I've been to the one in U Village when it opened up over the summer, and it was good. It's like it's kind of like a, I feel like it's kind of like a hip place, honestly. Yeah, for
0: sure. There's like a full bar, mm-hmm. and like everyone who works there is white.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: What did you order there?
1: I'm um, trying to remember. I think we got, we were just doing apps that night. I can't really remember. I feel like maybe we got a vermicelli mm-hmm. like bowl, and then maybe some spring rolls. That sounds good yeah it was good though yeah I remember when
0: I went there I like saw the aesthetic and it like looked very like <laughs> super nice and fancy but then the food came out and I was surprised it seemed like pretty authentic so it was really good
1: that's always nice because I feel like sometimes it's hard to find nice restaurants of like ethnic places you know hmm it's like hard to think of like a nice Chinese restaurant besides din Fung, yeah. you know which is a chain but it's always nice when they pop up because it's like, you know, good food mm-hmm. and not treat yourself a little bit. Okay, uh, I also wanted to talk a little bit about having two Vietnamese parents. Uh-huh. Um, just kind of like growing up and, you know, you have you been to back to Vietnam? I have when mm-hmm. I was, I think the last time I went was probably when I was
0: in like the fourth grade. Okay. So I've been twice in my life, but I haven't been like recently at all. I really want to make a trip back though. It's definitely on my to-do list. Yeah.
1: So did you grow up eating Vietnamese food every meal? Did you like that or was it something you resented a little bit or?
0: Yeah I would say pretty much 80% of the meals we had at home. um, My parents were really big on like sit-down family dinners and most of it was Vietnamese food. We would do a lot of rice and then like side dishes of like meat or like stir-fried vegetables or something like that but it was mostly Vietnamese food and I feel like now, looking back, I really appreciated that they did that because it's such a big part of your culture, I feel like, as you know, I mean, doing this podcast, but growing up, there were times where my parents would pack me food for lunch and, like, my friends at, like, my all-white school would think it was really weird (laughs) and stuff like that, but... I mean, I think now I definitely appreciate it, for
1: sure. Have you uh, learned to make any dishes yourself? Actually,
0: yeah. I mean, I guess just growing up watching my mom and my grandma cook, it, you kind of just pick up on things. Like, a really easy one to do if you have all the ingredients is, like, spring rolls that everyone knows about. There's a really easy sauce recipe that you can do, like, even on with a college kid's pantry, probably. <laughs> like, that peanut sauce that always goes with it. Oh, it's yeah. just, like, just, like, equal parts peanut butter hoisin sauce with, like, a little bit of garlic. And then you just add water or milk until it's like the consistency that you want
1: oh I did not know that that's how easy yeah it's a super simple recipe for sure that's cool I will have to maybe try to do that because (laughs) I have all of those things yeah
0: it's really easy I mean I didn't expect it to be that easy either
1: I feel like with cooking like for me especially I'm like ma'am that dish is so good it must be hard to make and then you look up the recipe and it's like okay when you like break it down like this (laughs) like Maybe it's not that hard, after yeah, all. Yeah, there's almost
0: always, like, a simpler, like, college-friendly version, I feel like, <laughs> that you can find, True. too. Yeah.
1: Have you gotten any, like, had any desire to, like, learn more about cooking then from your mom?
0: When I was home, like, after my freshman year of college, and my mom knew that I wasn't gonna be, like, had college DM food, like, at my disposal, <laughs> she would, like, be like, hey, May, like, come in the kitchen, like, let's cook dinner together, you can learn, but, I mean, yeah, I learn a lot, especially from my grandma, because she has a lot of really good recipes, and she's the kind of person that very type A by the book. <laughs> so she like has them all written down and she follows the recipe to the T and of course it always turns out like perfect every time. So it's cool to like see her recipes and kind of try to figure them out myself too.
1: That's really awesome that she writes it down.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like almost always written in Vietnamese though. So oh, okay. it's like kinda tricky <laughs> to figure out but
1: it is really cool. Well let's see what else we should discuss. Um is there anything you you want to discuss? I feel like another dish that a lot of people think about for vietnamese food is called bún
0: bò huế. i don't know if you've heard it what is it it's what? like a noodle soup dish but mm. it's very different than pho like the base for the broth is lemongrass and mm. beef and the noodles are like thick vermicelli noodles it's really good I ordered some last time I went to Ba Bar or Ba Bar and it was like spot on. It was really good there.
1: Okay. I have not heard of this soup before. Yeah, ever. I think it's
0: more of a northern Vietnamese dish. I'm okay, I'm positive though. But I thought it was so funny because once I was watching Travel Channel <laughs> <laughs> and it was like an Anthony Bourdain episode where he went to <laughs> Vietnam and he's like, My favorite dish ever is Boong Ba and it's like more of a traditional dish, so I was like really surprised that he like even knew about it.
1: He just had to prove his street cred I guess I guess
0: so <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know Lunar New Year's coming up yeah and with a lot of Asian cultures they s- celebrate that but they all kind of do it in their own way mm-hmm. and so I was wondering if you and your family are going to do something for Tet which is the Vietnamese Lunar New
0: Year yeah I won't be home which is kind of sad but I mean it's different every year but typically we just like get together with family it's like Kind of like a superstition thing that, like, if you have a really good meal on the first day of the year, then like the rest of your year will be a prosperous one, too, I guess. So they always cook like a lot of good food, and there's always, I know Chinese and like other Asian cultures have the red envelope thing, which is something I personally love about it. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I won't be home, which is kind of sad, but. Like growing up, we definitely had a lot of family get-togethers around this time.
1: What were some of the dishes that always showed up for dinner?
0: There's a dish called banh I don't. It's like I only know the names of Vietnamese. <laughs> <enemies>, I'm sorry, <laughs> it's but it's okay. like it's like um sticky rice. That's like it's like sticky rice that surrounds pork that they mix on the inside. Mm. I don't really know if I'm describing it in the best way, but... That it, sounds
1: good, though. Because, kind of like, like, you know, with Chinese... Like, they have, like, sticky rice uh, wrapped in lotus leaves, you yeah, know? Yeah, and that's, with like, meat in the middle. my
0: favorite thing to get when I have, like, dim sum. Oh,
1: God, it's my favorite too. I it. It is. Love it's it. kind of
0: like that, but it almost looks like a log. Like, okay. it's, like, rolled up around the meat on the inside. And what people do is they, like, slice it up and then they'll, like, pan fry it. So the rice gets really crispy and, like... Wait, that sounds
1: so good. Oily,
0: yeah, it's really... Good. And like a really weird thing we do with it is we'll dip it in just plain sugar. Eat it, like or like kids will do that. I always did that growing up. But yeah, it's really unhealthy. But I think about it. But it's really good. I always looked forward to eating that like around this time of year.
1: Yeah, I, I would too. Pan frying the rice <laughs> and then rice. dipping it in sugar. Oh my sugar. god,
0: it sounds awful for your body, but <laughs> it's really, really
1: know. delicious. I mean, it's for a holiday after all. <laughs> That's the spirit. <laughs> So, usually on the show, I like to do a little segment, drunk food and junk food. Oh, gosh. So, if you have experience with, like, you think might make good drunk food or (laughs) no experience, then good junk food, then that's Vietnamese. Junk food, okay.
0: I would say probably, like, the egg rolls that you can get at Vietnamese restaurants. I mean, they're, like nice and fried and you dip it in fish sauce so that's always good and then i don't know about drunk food i just always relate pho like a hot bowl okay of pho to yeah i like talked about food, that pretty much <laughs> yeah i don't know have, have you ever like drunkenly e- eaten any vietnamese food
1: no i have not
0: yeah that's uh, like not really something that people usually it's go
1: definitely for. like you know after like the fact you know mm-hmm. hangover food mm-hmm, for sure so. Yeah, it's a solid (laughs) go-to. And um, lastly, do you have a favorite food memory? Favorite food memory? Just a memory that made you really happy that has to do with food. I guess just making
0: egg rolls with my grandma like I said before she has like all these really like specific recipes and I remember like once I was little and we were like sitting down at the table and we were just rolling like pre made internal part of the egg rolls in like the egg roll paper and it takes so long and it's so tedious and she like I was probably like 12 or something or maybe younger than that and I was watching her just roll these egg rolls perfectly like all looked so uniform exactly the same and she was like telling me stories while she was doing it and I was like struggling doing like one every time she did like five of them perfectly and they looked so bad and like her type a personality she would like take mine undo it and like redo it so it looked like how she wanted but it's like a good way to learn more about like her stories and just listen to her talk while she's like flawlessly making these egg rolls <laughs> and I'm like struggling for my life I guess that's a good memory that I have
1: yeah it sounds like it well thank you so much may for being on my show <laughs> you're
0: welcome thanks for having me it was fun awesome
1: i really appreciate it thank you for listening this has been another episode of home Play. I'm Aiden Walker. And I'm Blake Peterson. Together, we host a podcast called Cinema Adventure, where we discuss movies with important guests, talk about their favorite movies, and recommend movies that you may have never heard of before. So join us every other Monday on the Soundbite Network so we can film you in. Uh, Wasn't that good? It was really good. It's a good pun, isn't it?